Owning Juices for Life is not easy, and I always tell people one of the main things that makes running a brick-and-mortar business so difficult is finding the right employees. Well, thank goodness for ZipRecruiter. They make it so much easier. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. For example, we need people with a food handler's license. ZipRecruiter will analyze each one of the applications that comes in and spotlight the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-R-E-A-K-F-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in NFL sports, Kansas City Chiefs beat the Steelers 42-37. The Falcons beat the Panthers 31-24. The Chargers beat the Bills 31-20. The Vikings beat uh, tied Green Bay 29-29. The Titans beat the Texans 2017. New Orleans beat the Browns 21-18. The Dolphins beat the Jets 2012. The Buccaneers beat the Eagles 27-21. The Rams beat the Cardinals 34-0. Uh, the 49ers beat the Lions 30-27. The Broncos beat the Raiders 2019. Jaguars, they beat the Patriots 31-20. Now, uh, the Cowboys did beat the Giants 2013. But I now, don't like, oh, excuse me, hmm? I, I'm not, I didn't watch the NFL, so you can't breathe by these highlights. I need to make sure that I catch these calls since I'm not watching. What did you say the Cowboys and Giants score I, I said the Giants beat themselves. They lost to the Cowboys 2013. Oh. We got sacked oh. six times. Oh, okay. Offensive line stank it up. Oh, okay. Uh, Eli Manning could not throw the ball. He could not see what was going on. It was just horrible. Well, thank you. I heard somebody on the team said you jinxed them because you were in Dallas. I, I came back home, so <laughs> I came back home. Thank you for those. Thank you for those highlights. Since I wasn't watching. Yeah, shut up. Yes, somebody actually retired. Huh? Yes, Vontae Davis. He quit the Bills. He retired at halftime as they were about to lose to the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. They lost 31-20, and he announced his decision to retire afterward. So he uh, did a whole post. He said, "This is ha- isn't how I pictured retiring from." the NFL, but in my 10th NFL season, I have been doing what my body has been programmed to do, get ready to play on game day. I've endured multiple surgeries and played through many different injuries throughout my career, and over the last few weeks, this, this was the latest physical challenge, but today on the field, reality hit me fast and hard. I shouldn't be out here anymore. I don't see the problem. I saw everybody making that a big deal yesterday, but I'm one of those people, when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, okay? I don't care where we at. I don't care what time it is. I don't care what we doing. When I'm out, I'm out. And if I abruptly leave, I abruptly leave. That man don't have the right to abruptly quit in the it's middle of the game. It's very tough on, obviously, as we know, on someone's body. And he said, do I want to keep sacrificing? Especially a, a sport like that. It's halftime. Mm-hmm. Man, man, my body is aching. I'm not going back out there. It's over for me. I mean, I mean, I feel what you're saying because I, I feel the same way too. But I'm sure his teammates was like, damn, we could have waited till after the game. Uh, not if he was hurting. <laughs> I'm supposed to go out there and hurt myself and be crippled for the rest of my career because y'all want me to come out here and play? No. When it's time to go, it's time to go for in a physical sport like that. All right. right. And let's talk about Florence, Hurricane Florence. They're saying that uh, 18 people have been killed already due to Hurricane Florence. Hundreds of people are trapped. And over half a million people in North Carolina and 61,000 in South Carolina don't have power. The number of actual people without power is even bigger than that since a single customer can represent an entire family, by the way. By the end of this storm, they say there will be up to 40 inches that will have fallen in southeastern North Carolina. 
and um, and the northeastern tip of South Carolina. So they're saying there could be up to six more inches of rain that could fall in parts of North Carolina and Virginia up until Tuesday evening. That must be upstate South Carolina because all my people in South Carolina in the low country area, they was like yesterday, this weekend was great cookout weather. That's yeah, they said there me. were more than 900 water rescues that were reported in North Carolina alone. Hmm. But a lot more people do still need help. So they're saying flooding be- is so bad in North Carolina, the state transportation department is telling people not to travel in the state. Now, that must be closer to the coast. Hmm. Right. And now let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh. He's a Supreme Court nominee, and they are going to actually delay uh, his nomination just because his vote into the uh, Supreme Court and that's because his accuser now has a name and is going to tell her own story, California Professor Christine Blasey Ford. Now, about three decades ago, what happened is uh, she's saying that he pinned her to a bed on her back and groped her over her clothes, grinded against her and clumsily tried to pull off her one-piece bathing suit and the clothing she wore over it. And when she tried to scream, she said he put his hand over her mouth. She said, I thought he might inadvertently kill me. He was trying to attack me and remove my clothing. She said she was able to escape when Kavanaugh's friend and classmate at Georgetown Preparatory School jumped on top of them, sending all three of them tumbling. She was drunk at that time. She said it's now her civic responsibility that's outweighing her anguish and terror about retaliation. She said that originally she didn't want to actually come forward and tell her story because she didn't want political attacks. She thought people wouldn't believe her. She was uh, uh, scared of the scrutiny of her life, her family, her mental health, and political leanings as well. She thinks that's going to change now. It's going to be even worse now. Well, yeah, but she now feels it's her civic responsibility because he could potentially be in the Supreme Court. If that that happened to that woman, I feel sorry for her, but, you know, this is wrong. And anyone who has a little bit of logic and common sense can see through this. His powers that be that don't want him to be the Supreme Court pick, and now they are weaponizing rape and sexual assault in the Me Too movement as a means to stop that. All of a sudden, an anonymous letter describing the attack was sent to a senator, and then she refers it to the FBI, and now all of a sudden the woman comes forward on Sunday to describe the attack on the week they are voting. That don't seem yeah. a little sketchy to nobody. Somebody else at the party said that. It, they, that they didn't see that happen, that it wasn't true. So An allegation that happened in high school 30-plus years ago? Come mm-hmm. on, that don't seem sketchy to nobody on the week that it's, they're supposed Absolutely. to be voting? Come Absolutely. on, man, we got to stop doing that. Well, like, she contacted the Post through a tip line in early July. She said when it became clear that he was on the short list of possible nominees to replace the retiring justice, but before Trump announced his name publicly. And she contacted her congresswoman around the same time. In late July, she sent a letter... Um, to the Democrats on the Judiciary Committee as well. So she felt it was her civic responsibility. They are going to investigate. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad weekend or a horrible weekend. Or if you feel blessed, 800-585-1051. Hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, Envy. Hey, Yee. Hey, Charlamagne. Hey. What's happening? Hey, Salem. Hey, Salem. What's uh, up, mama? I'm good. I heard you was in Dallas this past weekend. How was it in Park Avenue? Park Avenue was ran. We had a good time. Wow, that's fine. It was like like close to 4,000 people in there. We had a great time in Park Avenue. I love that club. They actually allow that many people up there? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually hold like 5,000, I think. Oh, you got all the people lit, I see. Um, I wanted to talk about this. Are y'all here for this Jocelyn and Tory Lanez thing they got going on? I see that picture. Yeah, I seen that. Very sexy. Jocelyn and Tory Lanez. I do. (laughs) The hell is Jocelyn and Tory Lanez? It looks you know, like the, they're dating. They're dating, yeah. He had a, there was a like picture it. of her topless, and he had a, her hands, his, his hands, hands on her breasts. His hands covering her breasts. 
They said he looked like he's foaming in the mouth. <laughs> Are you here for it? Is that what, is that what you're I saying? I kind of am. I kind of am. I think they're kind of cute, kind of different. At the same time. Listen, really man, listen, action. listen, listen. I love you to death, but it's Monday morning. Why the hell are you waking up to caring about Tory Lanez and Jocelyn? Go have some breakfast, <laughs> please. Go listen to Oprah's Super Soul Podcast. Start your week off a little better. No, you're good. Keep, keep it My right God. here. We appreciate you for listening, Mama. Bye, guys. Bye. Hello, who's this? This is Kenya. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. Well, nothing, nothing bad. I just want to be blessed. Um... Yesterday was my one, my fiance's one year heavenly birthday. He was killed September the 10th of last year in a motorcycle accident. I'm sorry to hear that. And of course, the person who killed him did not get charged. And he's also trying to sue him that, you know, because of the accident. But I just want to be, I'm just thankful and grateful and I just want to pray for everybody and let everybody have a blessed day. That's right, right baby. You have a blessed right, day too. We pray for you as well. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Wow. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Sequoia. I'm calling from Miami, Florida. Hey, Sequoia. I want to give a shout out to my dolphins for being in the Jets yesterday. And I also want to shout out Charlamagne. Let me tell you something. Charlamagne, I love you so much. You don't even understand. Like, I really, like, dig you. I love all y'all. We listen to you every morning on our school buses driving. Like, y'all, our cup of coffee. I love you too, baby. You the real one. And I see how you repped our city girls all the way from 305. Hey, salute to the city girls. (laughs) I can't wait till JT come home. Charlamagne just got up on City Girls about a week ago. He just got up oh, on the radio. Oh, shut up. I ain't, y'all, I ain't never heard y'all shout him out on the radio. I play We're him trying to get them her lips Oh, well, I ain't never months. heard y'all pick him up. I'm picking him up. I like him, okay? Yeah, they said when when, when she gets out of jail, that's when they'll have her Well, so up. what? I express what I like, right. okay? I ain't mad. Don't, don't get mad at me because I express what I like and y'all don't. All right, well, I play him in the mix every morning, bro. Get it off your chest. What? 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is John from Houston. Houston on South Homicide. How you doing today, DJ MV? What's up, bro? South Homicide. Yes, I spoke to y'all many times before. <laughs> um, I missed the, the, the interview you had with um, Judge Faith this, um, last week about she's having a program coming out to help people get justice for their loved ones in different cities. Yes. Would yeah, you, yep, would yep, you yep. like to email? Yes, I actually uh, sent DJ Envy a message Friday also about that. You know, maybe I could get in touch with her since I'm away. The email and, is um, coldcases, write this down, coldcases2018 at gmail.com. And if you've had, if you got a cold case, uh, you can you can send it to her and her team will look at it. Yes, because right now what I'm doing, like I said, I'm trying to get justice for for a lot of families in Houston, it's, it's a hard challenge because the streets don't talk. Well, reach out to you Judge know. Faith. Tell her you heard her on The Breakfast Club. Coldcases2018 at gmail.com. Yes, all right. Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, and I'll, I'll see bro. you next I'm week in Houston, faith. all right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. You too. My giants will be down there. Hello, who's this? Yo, Abby, what's up? Good morning. This is Rick from Brooklyn. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Good morning. Tyler. Rick, what's, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. What's going on? So uh, I got two things. One, before I even get serious. I want to wish my wife uh, congratulations. She just got a promotion at her job. Nice. Her first day as a coordinator at her job. And I want to shout her out for that. And um, two, last week I had uh, Kathy Griffin up crying like she was Betty Shabazz or Loretta Scott King about being blackballed. 
Hey, bro, she's a white woman in America. She said she made $25 million. Like, she's not one of us. Like, she's not up for culture. If she would, if she, if her little uh, scam had went through, she wouldn't be on uh, urban radio trying to promote her uh, ish. Hey, so, first of all, sir, I don't like the word urban. All right, and the Breakfast Club yeah, is know, a pre- the Breakfast Club's a pretty big deal, sir. I, I know, I know, but it wasn't big enough when she wasn't when she was popping. So she shouldn't be on uh, coming up up there complaining and trying to be one of us when 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 she's low. I'm sorry, when things are low, when she wouldn't have done it before. So listen, why are you complaining about a white woman in America saying she didn't she didn't know that rich she didn't going on. Yo, Angela, yes. you know that when you were gone for that one week, front page news was a twenty three inch dildo. That was the first thing that these guys made uh um <laughs> Front oh, that makes sense. So uh, that was front page news, though, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the front <laughs> that was in the news. You act like we made yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, like we made let's, it up. Like let's get people, let's get <laughs> not let people that that are of our culture that will be up there representing us. There's so many women. What did the dildo have to do with the culture? I'm just you, you're all over the place. So you went from Come Kathy Griffin crying to dildos. <laughs> we confused. Like, man. It's Monday, man. Big chocolate. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. How y'all know it's me, man? This is getting scary. How um, y'all know it's me? You called you said it? and said it was your name? That's how we knew? How y'all doing? So listen, Charlemagne and Angie all made a comment about the uh, NFL football player retiring, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So Charlemagne, I got to say, brother, you're my pal and you're good brother and all of that, but you would never have to worry about retiring from the NFL because you're your career would have never got started in the NFL because there is not a football helmet on this planet that would fit <laughs> over that beach ball head of yours. That is true. Anywhere, brother. So the, the, the career would have never got started. You know what I mean? So there'd be no retiring. You know what I'm well, saying? It, it don't have to be the NFL. I could quit in the middle of the breakfast club right now <laughs> if I wanted to. I could just retire. Like, you know what? I'm done with this. But well, what are you calling uh, for, man? <laughs> also, I want to wish Envy good luck on his new movie. Everybody, Marvel has a new superhero movie coming out starring DJ Envy Cole. The Angry Avenger. Mm-hmm. So go see it in theaters. Oh, <laughs> terrible. My God, that oh my was horrible. Gosh. Jesus Christ. All right. Y'all keep up the good right work. You could have said the Beige Panther or something, but my right. God. Like, you're just bad, terrible. Man. Like, oh, my Jesus goodness. Christ. He thought about that one, too. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. You got rumors on the way? Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about a fight. I know y'all was watching the fight over this weekend, but guess who might be fighting again coming up soon? Also, we'll discuss uh, Tamar Braxton and Vincent Herbert. He's been in the hospital. We'll tell you what's wrong. But is she going to visit him? We'll tell you what sources close to them are saying. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, don't forget, we're flying you and a friend to New York City for Powerhouse NYC. If you want to see Cardi B, Little Uzi Vert, SZA, and more, all you got to do is just listen. We'll give you the text to, uh, keyword, and you just text the keyword to 64895, and that's powered by Amp Energy Organic. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Adrian Broner. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On Breakfast Club. So listen Well, Adrian Broner has been banned from Uber. What can you do to get banned from Uber? Well, he put himself on social media as he's listening to Drake and Travis Scott's song Sicko Mode, and here's what happened. Up that bro. Can we turn it up a little bit? Go back, bro. Hey. Hey, what is that? We got to go a little bit further. I'm sorry, no. 
I don't see the problem. That song does have that effect. No. Well, he leaned over, grabbed the volume knob, turned it up, and started dancing while the driver was trying to drive. It could be distracting. Oh, I thought the driver turned it up. No, 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 no. They turned it up. The driver jumped out. The driver jumped out. I was like, get out of my car now. Yeah. That driver was not like hip hop. That's sickle mode fire, especially that second part. Well, you know, you can't just do that. You can't lean into the front seat and do all of those Definitely things. Definitely can't do that. Yeah. So now he's banned from Uber. And whoever's account that was, they probably have a terrible rating now, thanks to Adrian Broner, if it wasn't his own account. All right, Justin Bieber allegedly got married. Now, according to reports in People magazine, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin tied the knot. They got engaged and reportedly got married on Thursday in New York City. They went ahead and did it without listening to anybody else. According to a source, they spoke to the family and confirmed that they were legally married at the courthouse, but they are going to have a religious ceremony and celebration with family and friends sometime soon. I thought the young lady said that's not true, though. I thought I saw her post that this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. This is according to People Magazine, so maybe they're going to have a big celebration, according to Haley, sources. Haley, that's her name, right? It's a rumor report. Yeah, Haley uh-huh. Baldwin. All right, Schoolboy Q. He was on stage and announced that he is going to push his album back, and that is because of Mac Miller's passing. Here's what he had to say. Y'all know we drop albums every two years, right? So in the process, I ended up making four albums, right? With my... Go right now, I just don't feel like putting out an album. I'm smiling and shit. As y'all can tell, I'm not my real self right now. I shouldn't even be here right now. But like I said, listen, my Mac would not want me to be in the house sad. He would clown me for some weird shit. Q and Mac were very close. They they even used to rock the uh, the bucket hats together. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I could have sworn Mac told me they had an album together. Right, so he said he's just not ready to deal with the questions that people will have for him about Mac Miller and things like that, so he just doesn't want to put anything out right now. That's real. Mm -hmm. All right, Floyd Mayweather, it looks like it's about to go down. He says that he and Manny Pacquiao are going to have a rematch later this year. He said, I'm coming back to fight Manny Pacquiao this year, another nine-figure payday on the way. Nobody cares. And the fact that he released that on the day that Triple G fought Canelo Alvarez, he was just trying to take shine away from Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. What did you think about that fight? I don't think he's going to fight. I thought that was a great fight. That should have been a, it should have been a draw, though, if you yeah. ask me. And I was going for Canelo, but it should have been a draw. All but right. it'll be a third one, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be a third one. That's a so y'all maker. not going to watch Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Oh, I Mayweather. definitely am. I don't think that fight's going to happen. I think he was just trolling and just joking, but I don't think it's going to happen, but I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it, but I'm not going to pay for it. All right. Now, Lean On Me. <laughs> that movie is now being adapted for a TV all because of LeBron James. So he's working with John Legend and Wendy Calhoun. They're trying to bring that to the small screen. If you guys remember, the original movie starred Morgan Freeman. So this series will center on a young black teacher who gets hired to be the principal at a struggling Akron high school. That makes sense because he has his own school now as well. Yeah, but Lean On Me was based off a true story. That kind of takes away from the whole point of it, right? Yeah, it to be a fictional TV show. Yeah, but I think it'll be great and interesting. It might make people go back and watch the original movie who haven't seen it yet, keep it alive. I should keep it where it was in Jersey over there. Yeah, but he probably wants to bring it. It's an adaptation. So, you know, they're adapting it. So it's different. But maybe, you know, there's some reality in it. So he does have a school. And, uh, uh, yeah. It's only one Joe Clark, baby. Drop Mm -hmm. on a clues bomb for Joe Clark. I mean... That's kind of weird to take a non-fictional story and make it fiction. How many shows does LeBron have now? A lot. So many things going on. I feel like every week we're announcing a new show from LeBron. That's what he moved to L.A. for. All right, Vincent Herbert, Tamar Braxton's, I guess, ex-husband, has been hospitalized. He's been in the hospital because he has gout. 
Now, he's been hospitalized since Thursday, and they said that Tamar still has not contacted him or gone to visit him. Now, Tamar, as we all know, said on Wendy Williams that she's moved on. She's in love with somebody new, and I you, guess she's not planning to go see him. Most fat people get gout. He lost all that weight just to get the gout? Um, well, gout, he has it in his elbow. So oh. it's an arthritis that's caused by the buildup of um, I thought you could only get gout in your foot. I thought, so too. I thought it was only crystals in your Crystals in the joints. It can be, it can be uh, painful. Wow. And a lot of times it's extreme sensitivity and intense swelling. So, uh, I'm surprised well, a fly never Vince. flew in Vince's mouth because he always keeps his mouth open. I'm Angela Yee, he and that is old. your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, Susie Orman will be joining us, financial advisor, author, motivational speaker. She'll help you get to the money. I right, will talk to her when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Miss Susie Orman. Hey. Good morning, Miss Orman. And it is, isn't it? How are you? You know what? I'm pretty great. Uh, women and money. Women. Uh, you're money. encouraging women to take control of their finances. My wife already has control over mine. Why are women better than money? Better with money than men. I never said women were better with money than men. Okay. Right. Women are very different than men. Women will give all their money away. Now, you said that. You said women like to co-sign for their kids. They do. They women like to... will do anything for their kids. But what's 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 wrong with that? It's, it's your kids. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. When all of a sudden a woman goes, she's 20, 30, 40, 50, and then all of you leave her, and now <laughs> she is at 50 years of age all by herself, she doesn't have a pot to pee in. Mm. Right? And then she's like, why the hell did I do that? And then where does she turn and what does she do? So it's really, really important. And I have to tell you, especially in the black community, mm -hmm. a woman makes the money and then all of a sudden you're going to find mommy needs it. Her sister needs it. Her brother needs it. And all of a sudden she doesn't have any. But I thought that's, that's what's supposed to happen. Mom sacrifices so you can have a better education. And then when you finally make it, you make sure mom is good. It's an mom, investment. It's yeah, an investment. Mom, right. yes, but not aunt uncle, little sister, little brother, and everybody else. Correct. Mm. All right. So it's just that this is a time for women in particular, if you ask me, where they're finally finding their voice. So what is the biggest mistakes that women make when it comes to finances? They say yes out of fear of what other people will think of them versus no out of love for themselves. So they don't put themselves first. And that, in my opinion, is one of the biggest mistakes. I, I agree with you, but is it, isn't it hard to do that when you're a mother? Because mothers are so nurturing and they do have unconditional love for so many other people. Yeah, that, so that's... It's hard to be selfish. It's hard. It's their nature yeah. is to nurture. <laughs> but if you want to raise a really strong little girl and you want to be a strong woman yourself, there's nothing wrong with making sure that you're okay. If women take their power, I'm talking inner power, mm -hmm. and they're willing to put themselves first and save an eight-month emergency fund, get out of credit card debt, make sure that they're putting money in their retirement account, make sure that they're involved in your finances with you so that if anything happens to you, she knows what to do. If she feels good with her money, your life's going to be a lot better. I'm telling you about that. But yeah, you know my what? wife handles all that. She says we for everything, and I appreciate that. Now, you know, we're raised, especially in our community, is to provide for our daughters and sons so we keep them off the pole. Like, you know, for instance, you know, I'm making sure my daughter is... The script of pole, Miss Orman. No, I knew what he meant. And, and reality show TV, by right, the way. Yeah, yes. I knew. Yeah. So we work hard so our daughters stay off the stripper pole so we make sure they can just focus on college. And I see a lot of times kids who can't afford it do other things for money so they can. So 
you're telling moms, don't worry about your daughter. They're, they're going to grow up and be good. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling moms is this. If you have the money to take care of your kids, great. Take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. What if you don't have the money to take care of your kids? Mm. The problem is then they take out these loans to send the kids to college. And sometimes after college, they don't know what to do with their money. Now, mom's responsible for all those loans. Mom can't pay those loans. Mm-hmm. Student loans are not dischargeable in bankruptcy. So now they're stuck with them for the rest of their lives, and they've ruined their lives. Got you. I will forever be grateful to my parents for poverty. I will be grateful that when the south side of Chicago changed, right, it was a Jewish little neighborhood, and then way back when black family moved in, everybody left. We didn't have the money to leave. We had to stay. Fabulous. That's where I learned my education. That's where I learned to be a real human being. And because of that, it gave me fight to make it on my own and to be able to not have to be supported by my mom or my dad. And now I'm Susie Orman because of that. So it's not always, let's make it easy for the kids. Let's make sure they're okay. You do what you can do, but you got to be able to afford to do it. Or you got to be honest with them. Yeah, that fire refined you. Yeah. You, start, you started off as a waitress, right? I was a waitress until I was 30 years of age. Wow. 30? Yeah. Wow. So what made you change? What made you start getting into investing? So what happened, I was a waitress from 23 all the way to, you know, until I was 30, making $400 a month. And then I got this brilliant idea. I could have my own restaurant. But my mom and dad, they didn't have any money. And the people who I'd been waiting on for seven years knew I wanted my own restaurant. And they all gathered together and they gave me $50,000. You must have been the nicest waitress in the history of life. I slept with every one of them. (laughs) 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 But, um, (laughs) no, but, (laughs) but I mean, it was 2,000 from this one, 1,000 from this one. These people didn't have a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. And what happened is they told me to go down to Merrill Lynch and put it in an account at Merrill Lynch. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I got this stockbroker and he says to me, how would you like to make a quick $100, you know, a week? And I go, that's more than I make as a waitress. He said, sign here. To make a long story short, in three months, all $50,000 was lost. Because he was playing the options market with this money that (laughs) was supposed to keep. No, but it was a great story. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I know I can be a broker. They just make you broker. So I went in to get it. I thought, I can do this because how am I going to pay these people back? Mm -hmm. So I went in and interviewed for a job, and I was told women belong barefoot and pregnant Mm. by a man by the name of Peter Sansevero, who was the manager at the time. He's still alive? No. Oh, damn. I know, right? I want him to feel that one. Oh, no, he's been feeling it for many. Oh, you know how many times I've told this story? I've been sticking it to him so many times, I can't (laughs) even tell you. So I asked him how much he would pay me to make me pregnant. He told me $1,500 a month, which was like, great. And he said, listen, I'll hire you, Susie, but I'm going to fire you in six months. Because he had to fill his uh, his women's quota because there were no women stockbrokers at the Oakland office of Merrill Lynch at that time. Wow. So I said, oh, well, that's $9,000 in my head. That's take me two years to make the Buttercup. I can always go back. That's where I was a waitress at the Buttercup Bakery. So I took the job. You know, I realized as I was studying to be a stockbroker that what he did my broker was illegal. Mm. And so somebody advised me and gave me the name of a lawyer and I sued Merrill Lynch while I was working for them because I knew they were going to fire me anyway. But because they, because I sued them, they couldn't fire me. Who knew? I didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> no, absolutely. They couldn't fire you. Listen, man, you got to do what you got to do. You have to game the system. Wow. I didn't know. So 
so by the time it came to to the court, I was their number six producing broker. Peter went on to become regional manager, all right, fine. And um, and the new manager gave me all the money back plus 18% interest, which then I was able to pay all the people back. Wow. So that's when I started on a mission to empower everybody, you know, not just women. All of you need to be empowered. All right, we got more with Susie Orman. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Like that. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we're here with Susie Orman. Now you said you got into an uh, argument. Yeah. And the spat was she actually said fight. Fight with Master. So P. here we are, years and years and years ago. Now I want to say maybe even 15 years ago, Russell Simmons had a Get Your Money Right tour, mm-hmm. and I traveled all around. I was the only white girl in this whole rapper thing because it was. Well, it was Eminem, mm-hmm. it was Master P, it was Little John, it was Reverend Ron, it was all Commons. Okay. It was all of us, all right? Mm-hmm. And all There's these... There's only one Commons. Common, one Commons. Common, common. Whatever it is. Commons. Commons. All right. And, but, so we're sitting there, and the whole audience was in Detroit. Everybody's there, really, not to hear about money, but they're there to give them their little samples of their CDs of them rapping, mm. right? So that they could become like them, right? And so I'm up there talking to these kids about how if you save $100 a month, you know, and you do so for, and I give this a whole example how they can become a millionaire. And also Master P says, where are these kids going to get $100? These kids are never going to have $100. Yeah. And we got in a fight over it. It's like, don't, because your thoughts create your destiny. Absolutely. So I'm like, don't tell me, what were they doing with their money when they were giving you money to sell them something, Master P? <laughs> it was like, he's just looking at me and we went at each other. At the and then I didn't ever see him again except I'm now doing the Wendy Williams show. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they say, Masterpiece in the room next to you, and I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> really? And so I knocked on the door. I said, Remember me? And he kind of just looked at me. I'm you not sure if he did. <laughs> 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 you didn't know if you were the feds or not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So but that so that's what happened. But I took him on straight up. It's yes. not hard to save hundred dollars a month, though. I'm sure if you look around in that audience, you saw all kind of expensive sneakers, expensive clothes. That's that's what I think. Uh, but, you know, and the example, and the example was a great one. You start at 25, saving $100 a month, and you do so every single month until you are 65 and put it in a good Standard & Poor's 500 index fund, let's say in a Roth IRA with average market returns, you'd have a million dollars. Wow. Now he's arguing with me. Don't argue with Susie Orman, Master P. You're not money P, you're Master P. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how do you gain financial freedom? You first, if you have debt, you're never going to have financial freedom if you have debt. So get yourself out of credit card debt. Then save an eight-month emergency fund. After you've saved an eight-month emergency fund, because if you lose your job, if something goes wrong, you got to feel okay about it when you have a little money. That's when you can, if you're doing something that you don't want to be doing, you can leave also. Right. Mm-hmm. So after you do that, now we have to make a decision. If you're working for a company that has a retirement account, like mm-hmm. a 401k, Start, especially if they are matching your contribution where you put in a dollar and they give you 50 cents. I don't care if you don't have a penny to your name. You've got to sign up because that's free money. If you are parents, you have got to have a will, a living revocable trust, an advanced directive, and a durable power attorney for health care. Your children 
cannot, if they're minors, cannot inherit money. Do you know That's that? Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have to have your paperwork in place. Mm -hmm. You have to know how do you take title to a house. You need to have the right kind of insurance. If you have whole life universal or variable life insurance, you're all being ripped off. Right? You should only have term life insurance. You need to know what type of investments to invest in. I was going to ask you, you know, uh, how does somebody with your bank account relate to the average everyday person? But I get it now. You was broke for so long. So long. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but for three years, I'm 67 right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And three years ago, I decided, who am I? So for three years, I stopped doing all this. And I went and I lived on a private island mm. and learned how to fish okay. and everything. And then I start watching the Me Too movement. And I'm like, this isn't just about women being violated this is about women needing to really be strong so that they can say no because they have enough money and they don't ever have to say yes because they they need to suck up to some man who might give them a job I, I, I read that about you you said that your thoughts feelings words and actions need to be one, one. yeah that's why that's why you decided to go away for a little while yeah it's um you know, I've watched too many people in this industry as they get older, they can't stop. Mm. And they can't stop because, in my belief, what would they do and who are they? Mm. So it happens to your life when you stop and you can't work or you lose your voice or you get in an accident. Are you still happy just doing nothing with nothing around you? And I found out I was really happy doing that. Well, can money buy happiness? No, but lack of money sure will make you miserable. What buys happiness, not what buys happiness, but when money is great is when you have power over the money that you have. And you can also use that money to do really great things in this world. Really great things yeah. in this world for people who will never have money. You, you once said in another book that the American dream is dead. You still believe that? I said that with a book called The Money Class. And this was in 2007, 2008, when mm -hmm. the markets absolutely crashed. And the American dream, the way that we saw it, growing up, having a house, two cars, and this, on some level for many people, I think is dead. Mm. I do. I think that they can barely make it through. They don't have any money. They're barely paying their bills. They're barely able to feed their kids. They're never going to be able to retire in their minds. They're never going to own a home. That You know, a lot of them will never even own a car. And their new dream when you talk to them, is just to be able to make it through every day. Mm. So, but they're surviving, surviving, yeah. and and middle America, many people are just surviving. There, there was a highway into poverty, and there's not even a sidewalk out. Mm. And if you ask me, the government's not going to be able to save us anymore. They can barely save themselves. Mm -hmm. We're at a time where women, minorities, anybody. Unless, in my opinion, you're a white man, is being ignored. That's a fact. And not cared for. So we got to start talking to ourselves and helping ourselves and holding ourselves up. Because the time is running out. I know the markets are good. I know real estate right now is good. It's not going to be that way for much longer. Mm -mm. That we're $21 trillion in debt. Eventually, it's going to catch you. Mm -hmm. Eventually, our credit card for the United States debt is going to run out. And the people who are going to suffer aren't the rich. It's going to be this program's going to be cut. Medicare's going to be cut. Social Security's going to be extended. Everything that we rely on is going to go away. Mm -hmm. So women out there, men out there, 
you got to start taking care of yourselves right here and right now. You don't have a moment to lose. All right, we got more with Susie Orman. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have financial advisor, motivational speaker, television host, and more. Susie Orman in the building. Can you talk to people about relationships and money and, and how relationships sometimes are really bad because of money and why men lie in relationships about money, why women lie in relationships about money? Everybody lies about money in a relationship. One out of two couples that get married end up in divorce. And the number one reason for divorce is arguments over money. Mm-hmm. What's so interesting about money is that none of us talk about it, but we all show it. We show all this wealth to people we're showing money every second of every day whether we have it or not and everybody balling right and but nobody's talking about yeah but i don't have anything in savings Mm -hmm. and i have thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt and i haven't really started a retirement account yet and that's the real picture right i have a saying that you have to ficos first then sex and what what that means by that is every one of us has what's known as a FICO score or a credit score, mm-hmm. which is a three digit number that determines the interest rates that you will pay on your homes, your mortgages, your credit cards, everything. Car, all that, right? yep. The higher your FICO score, the lower your interest rate, the lower your FICO score, the higher your interest rate. And what happens is you get involved. You meet somebody, you love each other. Mm-hmm. Before you get fall into lust with this person because the bet has just been so fabulous and then you go la-la land, you need to know about this person as much financially speaking as you do personally speaking. Damn right. You need to know, do they have credit card debt? Are they in student loan? What's the real picture there? Because their picture is going to paint you into it very shortly. Mm-hmm. That's what Tiffany Haddish always says. She was like, I want to know your credit score. All right. right. Yes. That's what you need. And tell me about it. And if the person that you're talking about doesn't want to go there with you, goodbye. Your money is a physical manifestation of who you are. What's more important? What's more important? Credit or uh, blood work? Um, I have to tell you, I think credit. Oh, my goodness. Right? <laughs> goodness gracious. And let me tell you why. So, so if they got a little herpes, no, they got it's cool. They got 800 credit score. Yeah, it's like you got hands and other things that you can satisfy everything with. Right, you can go all there. <laughs> it's like, but once, but once you are financially, uh-uh, then you can be ruined. It takes a lot longer to cover from a few sores than it does from financial that's bankruptcy. Funny, okay. That's funny, Susie. Now, now, when it comes to credit, women out there dating, what credit score should they be looking for for a man? So 720 they, or above. 720 hey, or above. Hey, I'm married. The, Sorry, I'm off the, you know. Yeah. Under yeah. 720, don't date them. It, it, I'd like to know the reason why it's less. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you get married? I got married in 2010. I've been with KT for 18 years. Why so late in life? Was it because you were focused on business or... No, because I always, first of all, I'm gay, right? And so I wasn't able to get married legally okay. until later on, right? But Duh. but um, I always ended up with women that were just fine, so lo- such losers, mm. not even funny. And I always find it fascinating because powerful women can tend to end up with the, a partner that's not so powerful. Mm. And it took me till I was 50, till I met KT, She's listening right now. That woman is so powerful, it's not even funny. Mm -hmm. And she was also so successful when I met her. So 
It was a great match, okay. and it's a it's fabulous. KT is fabulous. That shout out's gonna get your bath drawn, lady, and your feet I know, up. right? You said bath drawn. All right. <laughs> now you recently said don't retire, claim social security until you turn seventy. Yeah. But Fool.com said that your social security advice isn't ideal for everyone. So what are the pros and cons of of that? So the the what's happening now, which is why Stanford and many other institutions are saying, I think Susie Orman may be right here. Mm-hmm. We're all living longer, you know, and and our money has to last us. So if you retire, that means you start drawing down on your assets now. Mm. You start taking money out of your retirement accounts. You start your Social Security earlier rather than later. And Social Security from the time of 66 till 70 grows 8% a year. That's a great return on your money. Mm -hmm. So in my belief, given when you don't have any money and you're really struggling, you got to work as long as you possibly can. And if you can just wait till you're 70, assuming you're in good health and everything's okay that way, Mm -hmm. you're going to get more bang for your buck. You just are. Now now you also say self, uh, what is it? Self-worth equals net worth. Yeah. Talk about that. If you don't know who you are and you don't value yourself, Money's going to come in and it is going to flow out. It's going to flow right out of you. You are not going to be able to hold on to that which you have created. And you can see that always happening with women. You know, women that get in really, I do a lot of work with the domestic abuse hotline with women who are now survivors of domestic relationships Mm -hmm. and they had no self-worth. They didn't even recognize that they were being abused. Mm. You don't recognize you're being abused when you have no value of who you are. You have to know who you are before you create what you deserve to have. Can you tell us about your 25 times rule? My 25 times rule was very simple. If you're afraid, you have a fear, write down what your greatest fear may happen to be. And then you need to create a new truth. So if your fear is you're never going to have enough money, your new truth would be I have more money than I ever need. Make a present tense and make it unlimited. You need to write that new truth down 25 times a day. You need to say that new truth out loud. Scream it 25 times a day. And you need to look in the mirror and say it silently to yourself 25 times before you go to bed. You have to be your own best friend and your own advocate but to do that, you have to get the grooves in your head going with the beat mm. of your life. I do that with my kids every day. Right? Like my, my, kids every my final day. question, are you still cool with Oprah? Are you still friends? Listen, I've met many, many people in this world. Mm-hmm. There are very few as great as Miss Oprah Winfrey. Few? It's only one. <laughs> yeah, there's only one. Well, you know, there was Maya Angelou. There oh, were, yeah, true. There true were indeed. some extraordinary... There, there are, and Oprah would tell you that, I think, herself. Right, but whoa! Look, I even get goosebumps when I think about it. Wow! Do y'all still buy each other presents? No. Nah, did know, we right? ever buy each other presents? Oh, I don't know. I would what think. Do you buy Oprah, and what do you buy, Susan? That's what I'm saying. Like, did y'all ever like oh, Christmas birthday? Uh, no. I I always figure everybody's sending Oprah all this stuff. It's all junk anyway, so who cares about it? So, but I send her emails and True. I tell her how I think about her. And I uh, tell her I miss her. Well, tell her we love her too. Right. I and think we love you prob- too, Susie. Thank you. And, yes. and we won't take emails if you want to send us something. We, you know, we'll do. Yeah, I'll take any gift. You I got news. I saw that video of that whoever that was throwing all that money around. Oh, that, that that was you see, we were picking it up. Right. I was like, if I had known that, I would have showed him how to really do it. He just did dollar bills. I would have brought in hundreds. Hey, step your game up, Safari. So so <laughs> don't got it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, Susie Orman, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. It was my 
pleasure. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Eminem. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Well, there's a lot to dissect right here. Now, let's talk about Eminem versus Machine Gun Kelly. If you guys know already on the Kamikaze album on the song Not Alike, Eminem takes some shots at Machine Gun Kelly, and Machine Gun Kelly responded on his song Rap Devil. Here's what Machine Gun Kelly had to say. Somebody grab some clippers. My beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. You sober and bored, huh? I know. I'm about to be 46 years old, dog. Talking about, I'ma call up Trick Trick. Man, you sound like a bitch, bitch. And then if it handle issues, mad about something I said in 2012. Took you six years and a surprise album just to come with a diss. Homie, we get it. We know that you're the greatest rapper alive. All you do is read the dictionary and stay inside. Is there a statute of limitations on when you can call Trick Trick? Seriously. No. You better still call Trick Trick. <laughs> you know what I know. I'm never too old to call Trick Trick. I just seen Trick Trick when I was in Detroit. Hey, shout I'm out to Trick Trick. I'm going to cruise Trick Trick. All right, now, what was going on here? Well, here's what Eminem had to say. We've been watching his uh, series of interviews with Sway. It's been broken up into a series. And here's what he had to say about Machine Gun Kelly and his response. Now I'm in this weird thing because I'm like, I got to answer this mother. And every time I do that, it makes that person as, as irrelevant as people say I am, am in hip-hop. Yeah. I make them bigger by getting into this thing where I'm like, I want to destroy him, but I also don't want to make him bigger. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because now you're a f***ing enemy. I'll leave it at that. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do at this point right now because yeah. I'm still kind of waiting to see what... You haven't heard his rap devil response? No, I heard it. Not bad for him. Yeah, Rap Devil was dope. It was very interesting that he says people said he's irrelevant in hip-hop. People say Eminem's irrelevant in hip-hop? Uh, yeah, people do try to say that. They try to say his last album didn't sell as well as um, before Kamikaze uh, didn't sell. I mean, it didn't, but re- relevancy is not a... When you're a legend like that, it's not a matter of record sales, It's is definitely it? not irrelevant because Killshot actually broke the record for the most views in an audio video in the first 24 hours, and on Genius it broke uh, records in uh, the first eight hours that, that it was up for the most viewed uh, search for on Genius. So, yeah, still breaking records. Now, here is some of Eminem's kill shot, in case you guys didn't hear it. Stan, Stan, son, listen, man, dad isn't mad, but how you gonna name yourself after a damn gun and have a man bun? Giant smoke, eyes open, undeniable, supply and smoke, got the fire stoke. Say you got me in a scope, but you grazed me. I say one call it in a scope, and you swayzy. Your reply got the crowd yelling, woo. So before you die, let's see who can out petty who with your corny lines. Slim your roll, out Kelly, ooh, but I'm 45, and I'm still out selling you. Kill shot was good, but it wasn't a kill shot. I like kill uh, shot. No, I thought it was pretty good. It's very lyrical. But was it a kill people, shot, though? For people that are very into lyrics and pay attention, there's a lot of things you got to listen to the song over and over again to catch. But was it a kill shot, though? Kill shot as in like a... On a, uh, on a level a kill ether? shot? I mean, uh, it's called kill shot. Was it a kill shot? Nah, it wasn't exactly. a, a kill dead shot. It was dope, though. And I, 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 I also I don't feel I like... He, a lot of people say it wasn't good. It was dope. I think that he felt like he had to, like, absolutely destroy Machine Gun Kelly. It was kind of like so, a... No, you can't do that in a rap battle. Ain't no such thing as going halfway in a rap battle. You know, nah, Especially after he, waiting two weeks in a four-part interview? I think he did. Well, the four-part interview had nothing to do with Machine Gun Kelly. It wasn't about him. You he waited did that before the disc. Two weeks and after a four-part interview, you posted... I thought it was, it was, it was one here. interview that they broke up into four pieces. Killshot was dope, though. Killshot was a good record. Yeah, it was dope. I, now, here's some more, like here's some more Killshot, in case you guys didn't hear it. 
Yo, Slim, your last four albums suck. Go back to recovery. Oh, shoot, that was three albums ago. What do you know? Oops, know your facts before you come at me, little goof. Luxury, oh, you broke, bitch. Yeah, I had enough money in O2 to burn it in front of you, ho. Younger me, no, you to whack me. It's funny, but so true. I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. Till I'm hitting old age, still can fill a whole page with a 10-year-old's rage. Got more fans than you in your own city, little kitty. Go play. Feel like I'm babysitting Lil Tay. Yeah, I like grabbing oh, no, that one better. He was better. flowing on that. He spit. That I boy still. That boy still get busy though. He I still. Can't deny he still Eminem. get busy. Now, ja, a lot of people were in their feelings when they heard this because he references other artists as well. Ja Rule was one person that had uh, something to say about what Eminem said. Check it out. You about to really blow Kelly? They'll be putting your name next to John, next to Benzino. Time, motherfucker, like the last motherfucker saying Haley in vain. If I'm job, like, yo, leave me alone, damn it. He's like, come on. Well, he said, the more M mentions my name, the more I realize how effing legendary I am. I was killing the game so hard that all the biggest rappers in the industry at the time joined forces to dethrone the god. And the history of hip-hop, name another time that has happened, let alone accepted, and I handled it like a man on the mic and in them streets. My music is timeless. Love and peace to everybody. Icon. LeBron James or this rap is. Now, I'm not co-signing everything that Ja Rule said, but he's right. They did jump him. We act like Ja Rule didn't get jumped. Ja Rule got jumped by Bustin' Rhyme, 50 Cent, Eminem, Dr. Dre, all the G-Unit, the FBI, <laughs> okay, all the shady. They, they did jump Ja. Ass. Let's not act like they didn't jump Ja. Yeah, they okay, jumped, stop they, it. They jumped Ja. Now, another thing that happened was uh, Jay Electronica responded to the diss uh, song as well, to Kill Shot. Here is what he responded to. Kel's the day you put out a hit. The day Diddy admits that he put the hit out. They got pop kill, eh? Oh, and I'm just playing, Diddy. You know I love you. You can't say that after you just said that I'm going to I'm gonna admit that I ordered a hit. Well, he said the day that that happens is the day that he does. Basically, it. yeah. it's never going to happen. Gonna happen. That's right. what he's saying. He's playing with the words. But he's not saying it, it didn't happen. He's just saying that he's never going to admit to it. Right. <laughs> like, he's not saying that he didn't order it. He's just saying that he's never going to admit to it. Right. So he could have ordered it or he could have not. But he'll never Lord say it. Lord have mercy. I took it as a plan with like, uh, it's okay. never, you're never going to have a hit. It's uh, never going to happen. Now, Jay with, Electronica said, Eminem, how dare like you that. accuse Diddy of killing Tupac while you completely look past Jimmy Iovine and those who profited from his death the most. You best tread carefully, son. Before, uh, he's just, yeah. Jay Electronica going to drop the hardest diss record that only 5%ers in black Israelites going to understand. All right. Okay. Well, Papoose also <laughs> took to Instagram and said, looking at some of y'all so-called opinions on this track confirms exactly what I thought. The majority of y'all don't know ish about hip-hop LMFAO. This track is fire. My son took to Instagram and said Machine Gun Kelly's was better. He said, I'm yeah. a fan of Eminem, but this is for the culture. And he put a sign up that said Eminem lost. Changed my mind. Yes. Yeah, so things are... It's a good rap battle. People are going back and forth on how they feel about it. But, I mean, I guess with the numbers, you know, Eminem is always going to win. Oh, God. Well, he did. I mean, he broke all kinds of records on it. So that's still a win. I thought we were talking about rap, but okay. Exactly. Why I gotta be hate just because I like <laughs> Always, Machine Gun no Kelly better? <laughs> Meanwhile, I've told Machine Gun Kelly I thought he was whack, but that was Rap Devil was dope. <laughs> well, Eminem said it was dope for him. Well, well okay. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I bet you won't bring that smoke to Joe Budden to Jay Electronica, though, Em. Mm. Maybe you will. See, but it's, it's not fair because mm. Joe well, is think, not going to rap back. And I think the, problem, I think the real problem that Joe Button and Eminem have is that Eminem actually has a history with Joe Button. Joe's not going to rap back. I'm just talking about rap. That's all I'm talking about. I ain't talking about number rap. But then Royce to 5'9", so he'll jump and he waiting I for somebody that. to step I saw Royce and to say side. that. Listen, I'm ready for this. I love this rap this Royal Rumble. All right, you guys, your reports over. Okay, all right. Thank you, Angela. No problem. Ciao. Lemay.
Yes. He's going to oh, hate anyway. Before after the hour, uh, we need Cat Williams to come to the front of the congregation. Since, we, since we're talking about hating. Yes, two okay? of a kind here. Yeah, since we're talking about hating. You know, Angelique loves Eminem. <laughs> all right, girl. Right. Right. All right. And we love Tiffany Haddish. Before after the hour. It's like okay. my, it's we like, all got love for people. It's like yes. my mom and dad fighting. You know, like yes. they're about to get a divorce. They yeah, just fight. Everybody stop. got love God, for somebody. Stop say, fighting. Say aunt, stop. Say, I love you both. Say aunt and uncle. Okay. Donkey Day's next. Donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Monday, September 17th, goes to comedian Cat Williams. Now, if you missed it this weekend, Cat Williams was a guest on Frank Ski and Wanda's morning show. Drop on the clues bombs for Frank Ski and Wanda. Frank Ski has always been good to the Breakfast Club, always showed us love. Salute mm -hmm. to that man. Uh, I respect everything he does in business and in the game of radio. The reason I can respect that man is because unlike Cat Williams, I am not a bit-ass hater. See, that's all Cat Williams was doing on Freak Ski and Wanda's show, hating with a side of lying. Matter of fact, that wasn't a side of lying. Cat Williams served us two entrees during that interview. One was a main course of fresh chicken pot lie. The other was stir-fried hating. Okay, what dish would you like to revisit first? Uh, let's start with the chicken pot lie, okay? This is Cat Williams on Frank Ski and Wanda running down some of his resume. Let's hear it. I do have more comedy specials than any comedian breathing or dead. That's only seven more than Richard Pryor, and six more than Martin Lawrence, and six more than uh, Chris Rock, five more than Dave Chappelle. Those are just facts, sir. I have the top two comedy specials on Showtime, HBO, Comedy Central, and we just moved to Netflix. I'm on my 15th consecutive 100-city tour. On the exact day that Monique was asking for a Netflix boycott, Netflix had just cut me a check for $2 million for the special that I got paid $300,000 to do in Jacksonville. <laughs> Pimp Chronicles has already grossed over $24 million alone as one special because of Atlanta. What are your, your honest thoughts about Netflix? Well, everybody has to understand that Netflix doesn't have an opinion on stand-up comedy. They base what they pay you by the amount mm. of ticket sales for your last tour. I so like Monique's that. last tour had 316,000 tickets. Mm -hmm. Therefore, that's what she got offered. My last tour had 2.4 million tickets. tickets, and so that's what the offer was. Now, uh, let's unpack some of this. We, we live in the information age. There is nothing you can't Google. But a lot of us don't take the time to research. Uh, you know, we hear someone we respect say something in an interview. We read something someone posts on social media. And we run with it as fact. And the fact that Cat Williams said these are facts solidifies it for some people. Uh, the reason I hate situations like this is because when you have the experience that Cat Williams has, you should be using your opportunities and experiences to teach, not lie. Now, let's break down some of these lies. Okay, Cat Williams said he has filmed... He has more film stand-up specials than any comedian breathing are dead. That is a lie. George Carlin has 14 HBO specials. Cat Williams said he has nine specials. George Carlin, 14. We can all do math in here, right? Okay, next. He said he has the top two specials on HBO, Showtime, Comedy Central, and Naughty on Netflix. I don't even know what that means. 
Okay, all right. But you can Google the top 10 stand-up specials over the last 40 years on HBO Go or HBO Now. Chris Rock has number one with Big and Blacker. Number two is Tig Notario, Boyish Girl Interrupted. Number three is Dave Chappelle, Killing Him Softly. Comedy Central has a list of top 100 stand-up comics and Cat not even on the list. I couldn't find the Showtime stand-up special rankings, and my people at Showtime haven't hit me back yet. But by now, we should be noticing a pattern here. So it's safe to say that was a lie, too. Cat Williams said Pimp Chronicles is gross $24 million, all right? So far. Now, Pimp Chronicles did great. But where did you get the $24 million number from, Cat? We would like to see receipts because if Pimp Chronicles grossed $24 million, it would be in the top 10 of stand-up comedy concerts ever. But it's not. In fact, if it grows $24 million, it would be number four on that list over Kevin Hart, What Now, which grossed about $23 million. Martin Lawrence, Run Tell That, which did like $19 million. Richard Pryde, Here and Now, which did $16 million. All I'm saying is, if Cat Williams really did $24 million on Pimp Chronicles, how come nobody has any record of that but Cat? Oh, and Cat did tell the truth when he said Netflix only cares about ticket sales. It's business, it's never personal. I told you all that earlier this year in regards to the Monique situation, but Cat Williams said he sold two point five. Four million tickets on his last tour. Do y'all know how much 2.4 million tickets sold is? I'm trying to put this in perspective for you. If Cat Williams sold 2.4 million tickets on his last tour, that's more than Beyonce sold for her Formation tour. That's more than Taylor Swift sold for her 1989 World tour. That's more than Madonna sold for her MDMA tour. That's more than the Eagles sold on their long road out of Eden tour. That's more than Justin Timberlake sold on his 2020 Experience World tour. That's more than Billy Joel sold on his Billy Joel and concert tour. And these are artists who are doing this globally around the world in arenas. So tell me how it's possible for Cat Williams to sell 2.4 million tickets domestically in theaters. If Cat sold 2.4 million tickets, he would have made the Forbes list. See, Cat, you sound smart to a dumb person. And there's a lot of people out there who won't take the time to research. And I know you're asking why was Cat lying so much. I'll tell you why. Because he knew he was about to start hating on people. So he had to show y'all he out here still winning so it wouldn't look as if he was hating because the truth is it's rare that you will have a hater that's doing better than you. Now, let's listen to what Cat Williams had to say about Kevin Hart. No, let me, let me rephrase. Let's listen to what Cat Williams had to hate on about Kevin Hart, Gerard Carmichael, Little Rel, Hannibal Burris, and Tiffany Haddish. Let's hear it. They're going to let you do your special, Gerard Carmichael, but nobody's going to watch it. They're going to let you be a star, Little Rel, but you're ugly. <laughs> and white people don't believe in ugly stars. They think you have to be somebody that women want to sleep with and men want to be. But because we black, they say, oh, you don't even deserve that. So you get Kevin Hart, Lil Rail, Gerard Carmichael, all in a row, Hannibal Burris, just dudes that no woman would talk to in Lenox Mall, something. let alone you making a movie stars. Let's, let's keep going. Rolling to Tiffany. Go. She's been doing comedy since she was 16. You can't tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. Why? Because she ain't done a tour yet. Mm -hmm. She ain't done a special. She has not proven the ability to tell jokes back to back for an hour to nobody. Did you think she wrote Girls Trip Goofball? Or do you think that was already a script and they handed it to her? It's up to you, whatever you want to believe. But people so, like real, I'm, and that's why they that like Is that what her. they like? They love real. Oh, because everybody's real then. So don't trip. No, no. Tip, they like Wherever Tiffany Wherever you Haddish at, under the sound of my voice, real. do you have a real co-worker? Right. Do you have a ratchet friend? Do you right. have a sister? Do you have a cousin? Do you have a nephew? Do you have a niece? Is they so ghetto? When did that become marketable? Knock it off. They like her because she want to sleep with a white. Right, man. Now, it's one thing to have an opinion, right? It's another to just hate. 
Cat had zero opinion on Lil Rel's talent, Gerard's talent, Hannibal's talent, Kev's talent. He was just hating. If he would have said, I don't find any of them funny, I don't know why people like them, I think these individuals are funny or cool, that's an opinion. But what does Rel, Gerard, and Hannibal being ugly got to do with anything? Who cares if pe- girls would walk past them in Lennox Mall? What that got to do with their talent and them being funny? Not to mention... Uh, Tiffany Haddish has a stand-up special called The Hood to Hollywood on Showtime. She's been on tour for a year. She's got another stand-up coming on Netflix next year. Like, what's the point of lying the way Cat Williams is lying? And those white Hollywood executives that like Kevin, Gerard, Rel, Hannibal, and Tiff, uh, that's not the talent's fault the white executives like them. I mean, damn, Cat, they used to like you, too. But then you became an uninsurable liability because you couldn't stay out of trouble. Simple as that. You became a liability to Hollywood. Cat Williams... I need you to know that destiny is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. And Cat Williams, you chose drugs over your career. Those are the facts, sir. So kids, what is the lesson to be learned from all of this? Well, always remember, someone who hates you normally hates you for one of three reasons. They either see you as a threat, they hate themselves, or they want to be you. Cat Williams, look in the mirror and ask yourself, which one are you? Please give Cat Williams the biggest ER. All right, it's not rocket science, people. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Let's open up the phone lines. Mm-hmm. Oh, not to mention, Tiffany was not married to a white man, but whatever. I had to Google that. I was like, I thought her ex-husband was black. Not true, but whatever. 800-585-1051. Let's go to Breakfast Club Court. Mm-hmm. Now, people out there, if you can hear his voice, do you think Cat Williams is a hater? Do you think he was hating? That is the question. 800-585-1051. You heard the interview. You heard the clips. If you missed it, we're going to play some more clips. But we're going to open up the phone lines, and we're going to get everybody's opinion in the room as well. Mm-hmm. Breakfast Club Court is next. 800-585-1051. Cat Williams. Is he a hater? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just missed it, Charlamagne gave Cat Williams donkey of the day. Yes, for uh, serving up a delicious dish of chicken pot lie and stir-fried hate. Now, um, we're opening up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. Do you think Cat Williams is hating? Now, I watched that interview a couple of times over the weekend. Cat Williams is funny as hell. Now, Hilarious. See, I think he did a little bit of both. Now, him calling the comedians ugly, I don't think that was hate. I just think he was joking. Now, him lying. See, the part that that's, that's hating is lying. Like, when you say that she was married to a white woman or she was banging a man, white woman, white man, white man that was a lie. <laughs> No, but it the is ticket hate. numbers a lie. It is hate to call them ugly, especially when you're That's saying. That's a joke, though. That's a joke. It's not though. a joke. No, he's trying to say the only reason that they got the success they have and got ugly. a show is because they're not attractive. First of all, I don't know any sexy stand-up comedians. Do we know any? You know any sexy stand-up comedians? Yeah. Um, Marlon Wayans isn't bad looking. Um, um, Mike Epps doesn't look bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're not bad. All right, I'm just, I don't know I'm asking. Yeah. I don't know. Why, why? Okay. Is there anyone you got y'all? Who do you think? I, I didn't. I, that, a, none of them turned me. None of them turned you on. They're not sexy to you? But all I'm simply saying is this, that's hate because you're not critiquing their talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, they're not getting movies because of their looks. They're not getting TV shows because of their looks. They're getting movies and TV shows because of their talent. You're not critiquing their talent. You're critiquing their looks. What the and a lot of people have been think? working really hard for years, decades even, before they finally got what it is that they got. So And know. it's contradictory. You say Tiffany Haddish has been doing stand-up since she was 16, but then you turn around and say she hasn't put the work, work in. So which one is it? All right. Well, a lot of people weighed in on social media, and now you guys get to weigh in on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, A299, he may be right, but Cat ain't and will never play or carry a role as a leading character, point blank, period. I wouldn't go run to see a Cat Williams movie or a comedy show. The last couple of specials I saw was a D- minus at best and why would you as a d-list comedian have the nerve to slander another up-and-coming sister comedian why is he mad because she coming up 
I'm just trying to figure out what does he write about? Like, what was he write about in that interview to people? That's what I would like to know. All right. Another person, Swayze, said he's 100% right. You can't call yourself a comic without a stand-up tour telling jokes for hours. Eddie did it. Kevin did it. Dave did it. Martin did it. Bernie did it. Monique did it. Lunell did it. Chris Rock did it. When a person say the truth, he hating. Yeah, but Tiffany was on tour. Tiffany does have a stand-up special. All Eyes on Eyes said, this is true, though. I still don't think she's that funny. She just plays into the loud black girl stereotype. Well, let's let's go to the phone lines. Sierra, good morning. Good morning. Now, do you think Cat Williams is hating? Yes, I do think he's hating, but I agree with what he's saying. Kevin Hart isn't funny, neither is Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Okay. But he didn't say anything about Kevin Hart's funny. Okay. That's my point. He said Tiffany hasn't put the work in. He didn't say nothing about Tiffany's funny either. Hello, who's this? Diana. Hey, Diana, you think Cat Williams is hating? Yes, definitely. He is a hater, a complete hater. Okay. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. I do think he was hating on a lot of the stuff that he said, but he's also a lot of it was unnecessary. Like there's some things that you could say, and then it's taking it too far. And, let, and we should discuss what Tiffany Haddish had to say in response. I'm just also. trying to figure out what he said that y'all find truthful. Like she said, was... Tiffany Haddish responded and said, it's official, I made it. Uh, Cat Williams talked about me and didn't have his facts right. I win, she ready. I look forward to seeing you on Monday, Cat, when we pick up our Emmys. I just want to shower you with real love because you need it and I love you. All right. Greg, good morning. Hey, yeah, man, Charlamagne, you, you did wrong, man. You got to think. Cat Williams, the whole legend out on these streets, and then on top of that, he just won an Emmy. Yeah, and, you, you, and know, you know, you know, why he, you know why he won an Emmy for a role that Donald Glover wrote for him. Didn't he just give Tiffany Haddish flack for that in Girls Trip? It was a right, script. I mean, yeah, but then you also say we got to look at what Cat does. Cat is still selling out arenas. No, he's all not. He's selling the out theaters. Yes, no, he's not. And it's not no, around the he's world. Not, look it up. Look it up. He's not doing no theaters. Everything is arenas. No, he's Everything. not. Stop it. Well, sells, I'm not sure what he I know when he was he in sell, New York, he did the Barclays. I'm yes, not sure he sells arenas in certain areas, not around the world. Stop it. But anyway, 800-585-1051. We're taking Cat Williams to Breakfast Club Court. Do you think he was hating? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in Breakfast Club Court right now. We have Cat Williams in court. Charlamagne gave you donkey of the day, and we're asking, do you think he was hating? All right. Now, I'm not going to lie. Some of the things he said was funny as hell, but some of the things he said was hating. Like, like the lies, the fact that he said Tiffany Haddish was uh, smashing a, a white guy and her husband was black. That was uh, a... No, no, no. Tiffany you sound Haddish like was, that went. Tiffany Haddish was married to a black man. She said, he, <laughs> said, he said that she was married to a white man and divorced him and left that's him. That's what I meant. That's, that's not true. Yes. That's what I meant. And she did have a stand-up special on Showtime, which I did watch. Mm-hmm. So How was it? That was uh, factually incorrect as well. It was funny. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, a lot of things that he said were factually incorrect, but Cat Williams is a funny guy and nobody could question that. Nobody can question Cat Williams funny, but uh, my thing is this. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion on somebody's skills, somebody's talent. But when you're saying things like Lil Rel only got a movie, they'll give Lil Rel a movie because he's ugly. Really? Stop it. Actually, that hurt me for Lil Rel. I was like, no, leave Lil Rel alone. Girls walk past him in Lennox Mall. Who cares? Why did he say that? First, so first of all, girls walk, by all the, girls walk past all the guys in Lennox Mall because they think all the guys in Lennox Mall are gay. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. There's a Hello? lot of people we know that are always in the next mall stop. Hello, who's this? Nicole. Nicole, do you think Cat Williams is hating? No, he's being funny. I think when Charlemagne loves, he loves hard. It don't matter what the truth is when the lie is more entertaining. So why you don't believe that when it comes to Cat Williams? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just think it was funny. And he made some good points. Did you listen to the whole thing? All he's saying is there's other women that came before her. Okay, now, which, oh, okay, oh, 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 oh
I just think you have biases when it's somebody that you like. Listen, I love no. Tiffany Haddish, but let me explain. I love <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, but check this out. We're Melanie aware. Camacho. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> Mel- Melanie Camacho <laughs> and Lunell have been opening up for Cat Williams for years. How come when Cat Williams was in position, he didn't put them on the way Kevin Hart puts his people on or the way Gerard Carmichael puts his people on? Well, I guess him having them open up is him hey, trying to put them on, though. He could have put them in movies. My point is, movie when you love Hart, you love Hart. And... I can't speak on how he put them on or not because I haven't followed it enough to make an educated comment on it. But all I'm saying is he did have a good point. And when you love, you love heart. What is now, people, what is his good is point, though? supposed to defend us. You see how Charlamagne, when he likes somebody, yep, no matter know. what... This is how we supposed to defend, defend each other, black people. But I just want to know, you, what is the good point that Cat <laughs> Williams made? Hello, Victoria. Hello. Hey, good morning. You think Cat Williams is hating? He is. Not only is he hating, but he's jealous because he had it. He's a woman, and I hate men that hate on women. Mm-hmm. What is he mad about? And one thing I'll tell you about those people that he speak of, they will actually help him in his career. Those are positive black people that care about other black people that will actually help him up in his career if he wasn't a hater. That is the crazy craziest crop of people you could choose to hate on. Gerard Carmichael, Kevin Hart, Little Rail, Hannibal Birth, and Tiffany Haddish. Those are like five of the most likable people on the planet. And, and Cat Williams is doing well on his own. Like, it's not like I think that he needs anybody's help, but I also feel like it was a little disappointing to see him tear down other comics. And it is one thing to have an opinion and say, I don't particularly find this person funny. Oh, that's your opinion. Well, well, you do need help depending on what you care about, because uh, he would not be in Atlanta if Donald Glover didn't write that role for Cat Williams as Gator Man. Right. He would not have an Emmy right did, now. But he did Donald a great Glover. job. You know, he did a great job in that role, and I'm sure Donald Glover is appreciative that he played that but role But he gave also. Tiffany flack for the same thing. All right. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ninja, man. I'm calling, man. I think he's a hater, man. You sound like a hater. Okay. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? It's Sean. Sean, what's up, man? What do you think about Cat Williams? And I think he's hating, bro. There's no reason for all that hate. I mean, there's enough there's enough out here to go around. There's not a limit on how many comics you can have. Okay. You know, I haven't personally seen all these guys, like, do their stand-up, but he talks about Tiffany Haddish not writing whatever script she did. But to my knowledge, man... The thing that made Cat Williams a household name was when he was in Money Mike and Friday After Next. Exactly. You know he's so, he been running with that he, pimp role ever since. He didn't exactly. write that. How can he be mad with that? How can he <laughs> be mad at that? Can't nobody say Kevin Hart ain't funny. So, I mean, I, I don't know why it's got to be so much hate. It's enough out here for everybody to eat. You know what I mean? All right. Thank and you, bro. Cat just won an Emmy for a role that we know he did not write. All so right. I don't understand. Like, it's just so much BS in there. But once again, you sound smart to a dumb person. So after Breakfast Club Court and hearing everybody's calls and tweets, are we all saying that in this in this uh, interview, Cat Williams is a hater? I think that the guilty, the verdict is guilty. He's guilty of hate in the first degree. Mm. Okay. All right. Period. And the moral of the story is always remember someone who hates you normally hates you for one of three reasons. They either see you as a threat, they hate themselves, or they want to be you. All right. Now, we got rumors on the way? Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about, hey, Donald Glover. Let's discuss him suing his former label. And like I told you, I went to his concert over the weekend. So we'll give you some updates on what happened at that concert, what we found out. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I guess hey, I man. Let me tell y'all something, right? Tell us. Let me tell you something about your Uncle Charlotte. Your Uncle Charlotte was uh, cheating, had a cheat meal this weekend. Your Uncle Charlotte had some cheese with some nachos. 
And your Uncle Charlotte just paid for it just now. Oh, you blew it, just blew it all out? <laughs> your Uncle Charlotte right. just paid for that nacho, some cheese he had on his nachos on Saturday. Okay. okay. Right. So I'm going to learn my lesson. Stay away from that goddamn cheese even on cheat meals. All right. There you go. All right. And don't forget, all right? You're listening for the keyword right now, to, and then uh, when you hear the keyword, just text it to 64895. We're flying you and a friend to New York to see Cardi B, Little Uzi Vert, Scissor, and more. We're actually going to play that keyword in less than five minutes, so keep it live. But right now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye West. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Kanye West and Little Pumps, I love it, broke YouTube records. I know you guys know this song. Play. I'm a sick up, I like a quick up, I like my bitch, I'm stuck. I buy you a sick truck, I buy you some new sticks, I get you that nip tuck. How you start a family that kind of slipped up. I'm a sick up, I'm inappropriate. I like hearing stories, I like that whole ish. I wanna hear more ish, I like the whole ish. Send me some more ish, you trifling hoe, bitch. Ish, 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 such ish. a That record rings. I like the record too. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, what? All right, well, anyway. That video has gotten over 76 million views in the first week. Wow. So it's the biggest ever global debut for a hip-hop video on YouTube ever. So that is uh, them breaking records. All right, and Bruno Mars is reportedly going to be playing Prince in an upcoming Netflix original about his life. That's all after he did that tribute in honor of Prince at the Grammys in 2017. And he's a huge fan of Prince's work, of course. So possibly this could be happening. Would you like to see Bruno Mars playing Prince? I think that'd be dope. I don't know how I feel about uh, artists that we already know and love playing like other legendary artists. Nah, it's kind of weird. Well, Jennifer Hudson's playing Aretha. Everybody's excited about that. Yeah. I think it makes it, sometimes it's easier because they actually are artists, so they can perform, they're used to it. That so is true. It makes it a little more helpful, but um, yeah, I, I'm here for it. All right, Wanda Smith. Now, oh no, first let's get into Webby. Now, Webby Amazing. has Webby's this video crazy. where he was streaming. He came home and caught two of his sons in bed with another one of their friends and another little girl. So three dudes and a girl in bed. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I don't know what was going on in this bed, but you can only imagine as a parent how horrifying would that be to come home and discover that. Well, most, most, a lot of men would probably come in and cheer it on, so I'm glad that Webby did what he did. Hell no. Well, here's what Webby did. Now they covering their head. Now they, man, y'all, Jizzle, it ain't funny because y'all f***ed up too. My two sons, they right here. Come upstairs. I catch them, all three of these mother in the bed with a little girl. That's crazy. What's y'all parents' number? And that's horrifying because you also don't know what happens if the parents of the little girls like we're gonna press charges. Yeah, he just shouldn't have put put their faces on 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 his Instagram. That's a scary Listen, situation as a parent. Drop one of clues bomb for Lil Webby. When you know better, you do better. And little Webby is clearly grown, clearly evolved, and I like Father Webby. All right, this man has come a long way from girl. Give me that. Now nah, you're right, but just not putting their faces on on, on social media. You don't want a you know, 14-year-old girl's face on. I wouldn't do that, but, you know, I like, the, I like the way he handled that situation. All right, now we've been talking about Cat Williams this morning. Another person who came under fire from Cat Williams was Wanda from the Frank and Wanda Morning Show. Now, here is what he said to Wanda. Your hair is kind of... <laughs> 
That joint was. My hair is 19 inches long and I have no perm. Wow. Oh. Oops. Oh, that's not a perm. No, it is not. Nice lady. That's come, run, come run. Come run one of your gnarled fingers. While you on air. So they can hear you laugh. Come on. Come on. Let me come over here. No, no, no. That's not how that works. Oh, okay. Well, then stay over there. Don't worry. Ain't nobody putting their hands through yours. That's right. They don't have to. Let the record show if that was me, you all would have a million think pieces about how I hate black women. And number two, that is not 19 inches ahead because that wasn't even touching the shoulders. Damn, no one came to Wanda's defense, but I tell you who did come to her defense allegedly. Wanda Smith's husband allegedly pulled a gun on Cat Williams at a comedy club after all of that. And there were a lot more jokes that happened that we didn't play for you in that that snippet. I ain't mad at that evil. Hey, you talk disrespectful about my baby, you never know what's going to happen. Listen, man, drop clues bombs for everybody that is holding people accountable for their words nowadays. Stop thinking you can Mm -hmm. say and do what you want to people with zero consequences. Listen, I thought what Cat Williams did to Wanda was hilarious, but clearly her husband didn't. That was funny. And that's the way the world works. It was funny. I sympathize with her because no one came to her defense at all. I mean, I get it. She's a comedian. She's a comedian. But she was going at her the whole entire interview. She didn't have good jokes, though. She could have. She could have. She, yeah, so she could have had some better That was jokes. a difficult mm-hmm. one, though. But I think as a woman, for me to hear that, it was also like, oh, they both comedians. He... She was stabbing at him, and just because you get you stabbed. But I think earlier on, he was stabbing at her a lot more. Like she was just trying to conduct the interview. I will say when then you then at com- the end, I think she got fed up and tried to make a joke, and then it went left. But if you're a comedian and you fat, you should have heard every fat joke in the world. You should be prepared for fat jokes. Like you should have fat jokes on deck. All right. Same yeah. way you got snacks on deck, you should have fat. Just oh, see, hang up on the gun on you, you now. See? Shaming. Let's there get some go. think pieces going. Oh, you ain't say nothing about Cat Williams fat shaming. As soon as I say one little ball, Charlemagne fat shaming. You're not Cat Williams. See what I'm saying? That's the problem. All right, now Machine Gun Kelly, this um, actor, actually G-Rod is his name, Gabriel G-Rod Rodriguez, uh, got into an altercation. I guess he a- approached Machine Gun Kelly. And had his phone out. He started recording him in the video. This was in Atlanta. I love it. And telling him, I'm going to say it because it has to be said, you're a vagina for going for family. And, uh, yeah, so he had some issues with Machine Gun Kelly over his words against uh, Eminem. And so here's that clip. And I'm going to say it because it has to be said, you're a You're a for going for family. So he ran up on Machine Gun Kelly while Machine Gun Kelly was minding his business in a restaurant, put the camera on him and called him a poom poom. Yep. Try to bring the phone out on him. But then later on... Machine Gun Kelly security actually, I guess, got into a physical altercation and Whooped beat him up. Ass. Yes, and here's what G-Rod now has to say. Look at this. So face. in case you were wondering when you woke up this morning, you're still a All talk real loud when you had your goons around you. Real men fight one-on-one. They don't send their goons to fight for them. Told Harvey, and I'll tell you, I'll drop all the charges if you'll meet me one-on-one in the octagon. Man-to-man. No goons and no weapons, you no, please. Real men fight one on one. Rich men send their goons. I'm rough you. you up. All right. I once again stop thinking you can say and do what you want to people with zero consequences. How you gonna approach me in a restaurant? Put a camera on me, call me a poom poom, and then get mad because my people stomp you out. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. I like that. I love it. Drop on the clues bomb for everybody holding people accountable. Real men do one on ones. Rich men send their goons to the hands of the dirty one. There you go. Well, Nick.